What's up? This is your boy Joey Burner, and I'm with your boy Fred Freeze, Fred Frio. Yes, this is Rio. Hey, everything is grande. grande. Nothing is petito. And we are back with another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. We're talking about the Kodak Black disc to T.I. The name of the song is Expeditiously. Expeditiously. A word you that T.I. used against yes. him when he checked him and said, you need to get on that expedition. You, you, ch- you need to fix it, Kodak, expeditiously. Expeditiously. So Kodak, Post haste. Which was smart, Kodak came back with uh, Expeditiously. a song titled Expeditiously. Yeah, and and the, what, what really got me about the whole thing was... You got like a certain segment of the population, especially the young segment. They were really feeling what Kodak Black. You got to always understand that's going to happen. I don't even know what T.I. even bothered to respond to this dude because it's kind of like, well, how can you? How, when, when somebody's already a character, how do you beat a character? That's why I always try to tell people you have to be core with battling. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I think like with the Internet age. People scream for battles, but they don't know. That's what I can't stand anymore. People don't understand hip hop for real. They think they know. They think they know, but they don't know. You feel me? I get the whole if anybody says anything, then they get it. I get that premise. But at the same time, when you got guys who are kind of beneath you and they're kind of like characters, Mm -hmm. you still can go at them, but you kind of go at them as a a swipe. You know what I'm saying? You just wait. Are you going to dedicate a whole song to this guy? You feel me? It's kind of the same way. Like at some point, you know, you either say I'm walking away from this situation and I'm just gonna get that bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, because us heads, like, we'll take a, a battle that happened recently that we already weighed in on. Like, you take, um, Cassidy and Goods. Well, not Cassidy and Goods, because you know that's that's so off the radar that the average citizen ain't gonna know. I was talking about back to the Pusha T and Drake situation. Oh, okay, wax battle. Yeah, the wax battles. Uh, on that, of course, us heads are gonna always side on the Pusha side. You feel me? Um, but that's because we just like the bars, and we know that what you call it can deliver the bars, and um, it it was what it was. Uh, but again, with him just being a money dude and a dude that's kind of like he did what he was supposed to do, and still burned your camp. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? He burned your camp to the ground. It's kind of it was kind of like the MGK diss to Eminem. Mm-hmm. Like you got one off MGK, but M got another platinum album and and roasted you on the return and, right. and went on with his life and now nobody cares. So it's kind of like you got to pick how you're gonna go with these guys, right. and you really got to take it to the umph degree. Because some people you gotta say okay. Am I going to get am, am I stable enough In my career To get the real You know Because it makes you wonder Like that's why You got You know Cameron didn't just Keep going at LL Cool J Because at some point Once LL Cool J Because did he keep going Beyond that Who Cam, uh, Not Cameron uh, Ooh. Cannabis Cannabis <laughs> You fucked me up for a minute Like this some new Ooh. shit Ooh, Cameron yeah, that, and LL That would have been That would have been nasty But uh Some other shit Yeah that would have been Some other other shit Did you like the uh, The uh, Kodak Black song uh, the, Kodak, the Kodak Black diss to T.I. Did you like it? It didn't. I didn't even catch the diss much of Silas him saying that about his wife. Yeah, he talked about uh, Tiny. And uh, I mean, in like. Looking like Miss Piggy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm being like. ugly or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm just sitting up here like, I don't. I didn't he really catch the diss. He said some shit. He said some shit. I liked 
I liked the song. It had a dope beat. I liked his flow. The beat he I was liked actually and rapping his, in it. Yeah, I like it cadence. as a song. Yeah, yeah, I like his cadence and stuff. But as as a diss, it really wasn't up there. Yeah, it, it's it not, didn't it, do it nothing for me as a diss. But yeah. it's a good song, though. Yeah. I fuck with it. The, yeah, nigga, yeah. the nigga actually surprised me. He was actually yeah. rhyming some words, except for the whole cancer thing. Yeah, that was a reach. Yeah, and he had a couple other reaches in there too. But my thing is the the beat. I like like you said his cadence was solid mm-hmm. and like I said he's a character so I kind of just let him be you know I don't really mm-hmm. look at it so I won't not I won't rush to listen to it again and I would like to hit a beat by itself uh, and probably just you know that beginning that he I liked his little poetic intro there that was good that was dope that was probably yeah. the dopest part of the song that was, that was the dopest part of the song but other than that you know I'm you know, like I said, it wasn't real good. It wasn't a diss diss. That you could have just wrote that shit down on Instagram and sent it off. That wasn't a diss track to me. Not a real diss track. It was just like, dude, you could have just said she ugly on Instagram and be done. I mean, that, that was nothing. I mean, you really got to go in and say some shit like, mm-hmm. you know, Ti, you trying to be all righteous now, but you the one who set us on this path and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? Have you heard you know, the Ti diss? Ti has done a diss for this. Um, like I said, I'm I just, haven't heard anything from Ti. Maybe I'm just behind the loop. But every time I'm online, I'm always seeing, you know, news that Ti might have a diss or might have put out a diss. I, I'm I'm behind the loop on this and, particular and thing. Because I'm I'm just like to me I'm just like. But I'll be checking there too to see what my nigga Ti is talking. I had I had to see because like I told you I don't really see how this is productive. How this is like really would be good for Ti mm-hmm. if he actually dissed this dude. Because you know what I'm saying? It's like it's one of them things that. What does he get out of it? I mean, what are you really gonna get out of it? You you're at the point where you're solidified in your career, and you're at the point as an artist that's already set yourself up as Mr. Rubber Band Man, all this other stuff. You can make a transition and do like Jay Z right now, really, and just start doing the music that you said you wanted to do to start with. You feel me? And sit down and cook it up. Because I think the thing that hurt him on his last album it wasn't the fact that his album was bad, because it wasn't. It was a solid album that went along with the rest of his albums, but. It's just at the point where we've heard all of this from you. See what I'm saying? And now it's just really time to start doing that substance to the uh, substantive music. Because now, like, once you're no longer, I think John Mayer said it best, when you're no longer on that pop pinnacle anymore, you can go back down to performing small rooms and actually doing your, your, fill, your uh, what do you call it, your body of work pieces. Mm-hmm. You can actually do albums along the lines of what you want to do. Because radio, you know you you know the dark. You're not gonna go out here and do like jump, kill him, blah blah blah. I kill him. Mike has shown you that as as he has resurged, made a resurgence, and made a career of it by getting with one of the most underground men known to man, and LP, and creating Run the Jewels. They went and did music on their own terms, in their own way, and they're killing it. And I really think Ti could do the same thing, and I would really hope that he would that's why i said dealing with people like this kodak black situation and and all this other stuff that's what i would like to see more out of ti if you're going to address it address it in one of those formats kind of like the way j cole was addressing takashi 69 and all these little little pumps and all these other guys about how they just disposable guys and they'll be gone like he told them hey because that's all ti gotta do like mm-hmm. listen listen little dude you know what i'm saying basically son him yeah, yeah. You know, you, all you gotta man. do is all you gotta do is big boy him, mm-hmm. big boy him, and son him. Because if you come out with just idle threats and stuff, you kind of look out of pocket. Exactly. And really, to be honest with you, the way I look at the way he even checked him online, I think if you know this little dude or you can reach out to this little dude, like people need to start getting behind the scenes again. You too old. If you're an OG, 
you need to do that behind. That's one of them stories Vlad need to talk about. Like later, like somebody, the big interviewers need to talk. Like Kodak Black need to be like, yeah, man, I was on one. It's just like third. And then T.I. picked up the phone and just like hit me up. It's like, man, watch out for that because this could mess your career up. And you got a lot of crazy. We don't want to see any more death in these streets and stuff like that. I know I understand what you're doing, being comical and you working your crowd and stuff. But, you know, you on top right now. You making a move. Don't don't do anything that going to hurt you and bring you down. And that's how you talk to a little dude. You pretty much school him right quick. And put that on him Like say yeah That's that's gonna be seen As disrespectful To that man's family You gotta think about it I, You know I get You know on dark humor And stuff like On some elder state And that's how you had To pull dudes to the side Cause when you come across On the internet Then it's a war zone Cause if you really want him To stop That's how you do it Now if he if you do that And he say fuck you straight up While you trying to School him and stuff like that Let the chips fall Where they may You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. You've done the OG thing You've talked to him Behind the scenes so now if some dudes let off on him or something And we don't want that either But at the same time Now if something happened It just happened mm-hmm. Just to catch you motherfuckers up Who've been living under a goddamn rock Yes Kodak Black is on Instagram Live He's talking shit about uh, Lauren London Yeah The late Nipsey Hussle's girlfriend Yep And he says Lauren London about to be a whole widow out here it's on Instagram Live. It's disrespectful because he's talking about a dead man's old lady. Yes. So the OGs in the hip hop game, they go to Instagram Live or whatever, you know, app is fucking popular. And they, they view their opinion. The game didn't like the comments. Tank didn't like the comments. And we talked about this before on the earlier show. Yeah. Um, but T.I. has been the one who has really been going back and forth with Kodak Black about this. Mm -hmm. So Fred and I just recently listened to Expeditiously, a song by Kodak Black dissing T.I. And um, the name Expeditiously came from what T.I. said when he got at Kodak in his video when he when he checked Kodak he said you need to fix that thing expeditiously your partner whatever he said if not sooner so so Kodak responds with expeditiously a diss track to T.I. and that's what the fuck we're talking about I like it as a song as a diss song it's yeah that's it and you feel that if T.I. does put out a diss track which there may be one out right now there may be one out you know you know um so yeah like if the diss song comes it could come at any fucking time but if that diss song comes you feel like ti needs to hit hit him with that elder statesman shit yeah because i think really what should have happened is this should have been talked about battle him on his level because there is no level yeah big boy you that's elder statesman veteran your way through this thing, and the truth of the matter is, because that's, that's an a, easy win if you do that to me. Yeah, that is, and you, but you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to make it almost an ether level song. You feel me? You're gonna have to. This gonna have to be a radio, because the only way to beat a guy like Kodak Black that has the radio, and like we talked about this earlier when we talked about you guys, and we're gonna be talking about Detroit and like something a statement made. There's two sides to these places, and the the audience that only listens to the radio. And only which is the masses, goes, I mean, which, which is the crowd. masses that goes for the hits, and they just doing all this other stuff. They're there for the hits. The reason why one song would be dedicated to winner or whatever like that is because so many people remember it, and that's why I was warning people. Cause like when you look at the Joe Budden, when Joe Budden was going at um, Drake, which all that other stuff was about, 
Uh, the reason why Drake was winning in those battles against him and Mink Bills and stuff because he created radio songs. I kept warning people about that. That was the biggest fear that you could look at on a Pusha push T end. Like Pusha T's song, it became like an internet darling. Like all the radio heads were like, ooh, waiting for the the whatever but they just kind of dropped it before yeah. he had to go do the radio song and then it got worse and worse yeah because yeah. that way your insult is more than just a diss it becomes it's, a soundtrack to somebody's life or, exactly or, or a moment in somebody's time because i'm telling you it becomes I, a timeless piece of something i'm not a drake fan but that song with him and french montana like no shopping that is that is a a joe budden diss and i'm still singing i still play that song i'll be driving around the city it's like about no styling or no no shopping not um What's the other song? Okay, that was that wasn't Drake. That was just um, first yeah. my time. Yeah. No stylist. Yes, no stylist. Yeah. yeah. Ain't so, Drake on that? Yeah, he is. He is. They've done some great. They've done a lot of work. So they got a song called No Shopping. Yep. Yep. And they got French and Drake. Then they got another song called No Stylist with French and Drake. That's crazy. Yeah, but I feel like um, I kind of feel like as much as I appreciate Ti stepping to the plate. I feel like he's beating a dead horse because all you had to do was check him on that little video you put out. And really, that's about it. I, I feel like the back and forth he's engaged in with Kodak Black is beneath him. That's why I said I, I think I really wish. It, Even though I do expect him to get the best. Oh, of he's going to get battle. He's going to get the best of a wax battle. The but the only way to. Yeah, the only way he will win in the, the court of this overall public opinion is to make a hit. You're gonna have, cause like, truth of the matter is, these, cause that's where we are now. Cause this is not some real hip hop shit. It's like, people try to pretend like it is, but I'm like, let's be honest. Kodak Black is a dance artist. You know what I'm saying? So he's not. I wouldn't gonna, say he's a dance artist, but he ain't. How he's not a dance artist. He he, he, he really just makes dance songs. Think about it. I, I, I don't he's, know. A, he's a vibe I, party guy. I think he. I can, hate to say dance, but he's a vibe party guy. I wouldn't categorize him as that. I would say he's an artist that does that and he can do it. But I think he'll probably go down as a lesser boosie boo. I think he'll go down as one of those street rappers that other street rappers appreciate. Like kinda like the leader of Yeah, I can see his that. street followers. Like I can see him being that guy. Yeah. Like for example, when but you I say also, dance rapper, I always see Boosie as a dance rapper too. So when, when you say dance rapper, I think of Big Big Sean. Yeah, he's a pop dance rapper. Whereas what's called a Boosie and all them they street dance rappers. <laughs> but but they got that street. I, I see your you point. You see what though. I'm saying? Because they 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 make those. They big, will make some shit that you can dance. To. Yeah, they make the street dance album. They make that dumb dumb jumping street dance rap. So like you know, and they and they also like the good thing about Boosie though he got he he got he'll come in and do some uh, thoughtful well. You know, from the hood angle type stuff. You feel me? So he'll kind of do the balance of dancing and that. But that's that's kind of like a staple with the South. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have some. Like you got a certain lane in the South that just spits out dance music. You feel me? They just spit it out. Um, and that's pretty much the size of it. But I, I really, I really wish that uh, he would have G checked him behind the scenes and kind of just. You know, this is one of those type of situations where we don't need to do everything on Instagram. You see what I'm saying? And we feel like, because after you see what happened with Nipsey Hussle, you got to think about it. When somebody do something crazy, wide open in the public like that, you already got to know something's going on. So if that person doing something crazy, wide open in the public, you got to say, okay, this guy doing something crazy. Let me go ahead and talk to him before he gets in a situation that he can't get out of. 
Yeah, Kodak Black has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Lil Wayne, Ti, Game Tank. But that's what he does. He's try. He's doing the Fifty Cent thing. He's basically and Lucci. And- yep. He he's a Fifty Cent dude. He's well, except without the Fifty Cent credibility in the sense that he's got a larger career like a Fifty Cent. You feel me? Fifty Cent. I can see your point, but it's a difference though. Like Fifty Cent seemed more competitive, strategic. Whereas well, Kodak see, Black seems more fucking ridiculous and reckless. But see, he's reckless like that because he's a clout rapper. He's a now one thing we may disagree on the dance part, but one thing for certain, he's new generation clout rapper that knows how to use the internet. That's why I said to yeah, battle these trollish. Type of guys. Exactly, they trollish. So you can't really beat a troll by giving a troll more attention. Yeah, he's he, just gonna keep losing. Don't he's feed getting the troll. Is exactly. What they say. Yeah, exactly. He's getting stronger and stronger. Bitch. So, if I'm coming in to go take down a troll, because that's basically what he's doing, you know, saying something like about a everybody he even knows that saying that about a dead man's wife, like that's beloved, is gonna be equally, it's gonna be bad this close to the thing. You see what I'm saying? So he knows he's gonna get that kind of backlash, but he just don't care because that means people are talking about Kodak Black. He's being the villain. It's almost like Floyd Mayweather. I'm gonna be the villain. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be the guy that's scheming on a dead man's wife right now. You feel me? And I'm openly scheming on her in public in a creepy way. You feel me? So that's basically everybody can be like, man, Kodak don't give a shit about nothing. He out here scheming on a dead man's wife. You know what I'm saying? He'll take a nickel off a dead man's eye. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's basically what they're sitting up here thinking about. And that gives him more clout. You know what I'm saying? As long as it don't catch up with him, as long as he don't get in the wrong place with the wrong people that don't got nothing to live for, He's straight. Now, like I said, if OGs want to talk to him about it and tell him to, to bring all that in, like like Fat Joe tried to do with Takashi Six Nine, Fat Joe Fat Joe pulled him to the side. He tried to tell him and tell him, man, hey man, you need to chill out. They out here watching you. They doing that. Fat Joe wasn't doing that online. He didn't come online and say, chill out, little man. This that, and the third, Buddha, 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 expeditiously. No, he's like, he did it streetwise. He's like, look, man, let me tell you something. If you don't slow down, they gonna get you. Because they out here watching everybody And you're doing this, that, and the third And you're a, little, you're a little too hot I understand you work the internet You do the internet like you, everybody else That's how the kids do the internet nowadays They do crazy stuff They say, look at this, I'm going to get in this beehive My album dropping tomorrow They like Jackie Moon, they wrestle a bear Live <laughs> And then they say, don't forget to buy my album If I don't die from this bear You know what right, I'm right. so, And so that's the type of stuff that they do and the music just becomes secondary. It's almost like watching a, a never-ending episode of Jackass. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's clout chasing. You exactly. Think, Everybody you think clout chasing. Is clout chasing a little no, bit. No, no. I think Ti is from the old school. He's from the. Not, I ain't gonna say old school, but Ti. Because you know he could have he could have pulled him to the side when he saw him in public, or I, made a phone call and did the same thing with less. I think of a public eye. He fell into pretty much a human trap of a, a man of his time. A man of his time could speak. And get everybody to chill out a little bit, but the, the, what he what he's failing, I would say in this instance, he failed to realize the the magnitude of how these kids just live and die on the internet. You feel me? Like we've lost a personal touch. So I think he's smart enough and savvy. He's enough smart. To know he's exactly sa- he's savvy enough. On. But what I'm saying is, when you make statements on the internet, it's not the same as me and you talking for real. You know how people tough on the internet. You know how it is. Everybody tough across the keyboard. They talk a little reckless to you. If I'm standing right there in front of them, you know, they looking the other way, ain't half saying nothing, then clammed up and got quiet. But on the internet, they got a lot of words. They got a whole lot of words. A 
whole lot of words. And then when they doing songs from safe distance, they got a whole lot of words, whole lot of words. So the whole thing is, if that's why I tell people, if I have actual, I'm picking up the phone. Hello. Like, I don't need a big audience. We have our little conversation in the squash. I'm not out here slandering you in the streets. We good. You know, if, if you out here still talking, you out here still talking. I own space in your head. You know what I'm saying? But I done said my piece and it's done. You know what I'm saying? So it's good. And that's how it is. But, you know, and if we're going to say, okay, we're going to do this WWE wax battle shit, let's do the WWE wax battle shit and see can we get some sales. But other than that, it's kind of like, uh, other than that, it's, it's that. If it's something serious that you really care about, you pick up the phone and call the person. Right. And you and you put it on the line. You know what I'm saying? You don't sit there and be like, whatever. Because like I said, once you did that, you know, that's how you see uh, old buddy down at Rap-A-Lot and stuff handling business. Like, people be like, man, why he always in stuff? Why he always doing this? I'm like, because that's what OGs do. You're supposed to squash shit. That's your job. You, if you got clout or you got any kind of weight, like I told people, Heavy D, he squashed shit back in the day. People don't realize that. Heavy got in the car and told people, you friends now. Y'all need to squash this shit. We brothers. Everybody around here brothers. We're going to end this shit right now. You feel me? That's crazy. You know, you think about it. So you got CL Smooth and uh, uh, T-Roy in the car. Who have been fighting You see what I'm saying And they squashing it Because of Heavy D That's what That's what OG's are supposed to do That's what the streets are missing You know what I mean And then nobody's listening to anybody Because I just I was just talking to somebody the other day That was uh, coaching a 7 on 7 Tournament in basketball For young people And he was just talking about How disrespectful Not to him But to like Their parents and everybody at the damn tournament Some of these little dudes was And he started, he got tired of it And went on to start saying something The parents got mad at him Right, right The parents got mad at him for G-checking these dudes But he was doing it in a good way The dude respected him for G-checking them Just saying, hey bro, you need to chill out Because this is going to happen But see, when the kid mess up And end up getting something bad happening What's going to happen? Oh, my baby and did this, this I'm like Man, you need to straighten these kids out, bro. So if you got something to say that you think will help somebody's life, pull them to the side, make it that situation. If that dude say, F you old head, I don't care what you say, I'm going to go out here and get hit by a car, and I hope they have police protests on my behalf, okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but if, if, but if on the other hand, if you sit there and say, look, man, you don't need to do this. You need to do this. Like this Cause this gonna happen And you got your moment of fame right now Don't burn your bridges You see what I'm saying Yeah Let's switch gears a little bit And talk about Sada Baby A Detroit rapper Who was uh, recently interviewed by Say Cheese TV They asked Sada Baby Name your top five Detroit rappers And Sada Baby says Dej Loaf Blade, Icewood, Icewear, Vizzo, Big Sean. But he doesn't name Eminem. My question would be, why would Eminem not be on Sada Baby's top five Detroit rappers of all time? Well, I have a couple of theories. One theory is there are two different sides of Detroit. You got the street side of Detroit and you got that backpack side of Detroit, which a lot of places are like that. But on the street side of Detroit, you have the Cheddar Boys, you have Icewear Vizzo, you have Blade, Blade Icewood, R.I.P. And all the people that Sada Baby named. And you, know, you, you have more rappers as well. But the street side of Detroit respects the backpack side of Detroit. 
but they really don't coexist. So for Sada Baby to name Dej Loaf, Big Sean, Icewear Vizzo, Blade Icewood as his top five Detroit rappers, it doesn't surprise me at all because Sada Baby is a part of the street rap of Detroit, Michigan. He feels like a rapper like Eminem would be on the outside of the street rap. Eminem doesn't do what they do. He even goes on to say that Eminem doesn't even get bumped and played among the common man of Detroit. And I I agree with him in the sense that Eminem doesn't really get play in Detroit like that. Of course, people like him and respect him, but there's a big misconception. Me having family in Detroit, there's a big misconception that Eminem is like the king of Detroit and everybody loves him and adores him. And a lot of people do. And rightfully so. But there's a side of Detroit, especially the street rap side of Detroit, that respects Eminem, but they're not really checking for him. There is a line between a side of baby and an Eminem, a Dej Loaf and a Clear Soul Forces. On one side, you have I'm the street rapper. On the other side, you have I'm the MC. I'm the backpacker. And as much respect as they may have for each other, they clearly stay on their side of the respective road. So I see where Sada Baby is coming from when he doesn't put Eminem in his top five rappers from Detroit because he feels and he sees that separation. You know, he doesn't know anybody. Like he said, he doesn't know anybody who met Eminem. He doesn't know anybody who really listens to Eminem. Again, there's a big separation. Um, But as much as I understand his point, me personally, I think Eminem would be top five on, should be top five in, in your personal list. He should be top five in your in your in your general best of all time list i think eminem is worthy of your top five artists of detroit list i think he's very worthy of that despite what side of baby is saying what say you frederick yeah i mean we discussed this earlier one thing that i was actually saying uh and we agreed upon that there are two sides to most of these major cities and really most of the areas yeah. and and both both basically what it is is like i said you got a segment of the population that is in a different economic bracket and has experiences a totally different life than what a lot of people experience and unfortunately you've taken um the music programs out of school you've taken the art programs out of school you've taken away a lot of access and you have a lot of very creative spirits that still rise out of that regardless you know what i'm saying it's just it's just draped in a different kind of shell. It's draped in the, the, the shell of a hood rapper. It's shaped, draped in the shell of this. It's draped in the shell of that. So, you know, you got that type of thing. And most of these people, short-sighted, they... And I ain't trying... This ain't a slight, but, you know, we know these things because we're struggling with it right now. This is real stuff we're struggling with in our community. People take this stuff as an insult, but I'm like, bruh, it's like if I'm overweight or if I'm something like this and I got diabetes, I got to look at what the cause is so I can fix it. Well... It's the same thing here. Like, you got guys that they're dealing with their moment. So I can understand where he actually coming from. And his moment, you know, these guys aren't breaking down bars. 
No. They're not they're they're listening to relatable he's, rap music. He's from a different side of the different track. side of the tracks. They're breaking as much out. as he may respect an Eminem yeah. and anybody who makes music exactly. like him. Yeah. He's from a different side of the track. Exactly. And and it, it, it deals with the fact that they don't have time and I hate to put it this way for such fanciful intellectual curiosity that goes into that certain type of stuff. And why I say that is because they taken all that away. They took those options away. You know what I'm saying? You 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 know, that's why like we still had when you gotta think about it, in the hood, you still hear stories of people saying that they had to dumb down to be in the hood. They had to actually pretend like they weren't doing good in school. And they and, and to be in certain areas. And that's because you it became the norm. The underachiever image became the norm. And I hate to put it that way. So and then you got like Eminem stuff doesn't really speak to these people. Not at all. You gotta think about well, that, it. Eminem, that's okay. Eminem is actually doing stuff like like I said, he's just doing fanciful he's doing like lyrics to lip for lyrics sake most of the time. And the, the the deeper stuff he has is just stuff about his daughter or his wife or whatever. And it's like it's nothing it was nothing that really spoke to these guys who are trying to eat, who are trying not to be murdered, who are trying to you know what I'm saying, who are trying to just live basically trying to survive this whole crazy ass system that ain't speaking to them like you know ugk one day you're here the next day you're gone speaks to them you know real the real hardship of the moment speaks to them you got you got some people that could actually probably speak to them some real ass shit but it's gonna actually be something from a real life standpoint what eminem is doing is something more from a craftsman standpoint that is taking time to really fall in love with the culture and actually you know what I'm saying? Say, oh, I love hip hop to the point where, man, I really study this wordplay. I study the poetry. I study the way that the cadence is. I study the you all. Them guys, they're like, to some of them, rap is a lottery. Rap is the I can't. I ain't got no jump shot. I can't run that rock. Uh, I can't sing. Uh, this is my chance. This is my way out. I'm not doing good in school. I don't want to be on that corner and get killed. So this is my chance to get up out of here. You know, I'm gonna do it. It's a lottery. Uh, it's a lottery. It's actually a lottery more than the art. I think I, I love it. I like they'll be like, I like it because some other dudes do it and I really like their song. But it's gonna be some dudes that's kinda like at their level. Just doing some I was riding down the street, I almost got killed. You know, so they're gonna actually be talking about that type of stuff. You know, I I could say this, you know, me being closely connected to Michigan, specifically Detroit, because me being born there and spending twelve years of my life there, I can honestly say that the common man is not listening to an Eminem. Yeah. Or again, a Marv One or a Clear Soul Force. Clear Soul Forces, yeah. You know, the common man is not listening to that. It's not that they don't respect it or that they can't see the talent in what they do. But like you just said, that music doesn't speak to what the common young black man and woman is going through in Detroit, Michigan. Exactly. Because music becomes a soundtrack of your life. And And at the end of the day, Eminem is not the soundtrack of a side of baby's life. Whereas a Blade Icewood is probably the soundtrack to his life. Way more than an Eminem. Exactly. And, um, I see where he's coming from and he speaks from experience. He speaks from being around it. So when Sada Baby says that niggas in Detroit don't bump Eminem like that, he's right. And, and I'm going to tell you. Think but, of- I, but I disagree. So I don't disagree with his position. Yeah. I don't disagree with what he's saying. But how could you not put Eminem 
on the top five rappers from Detroit list. And see, that's him. I think him just being facetious in that. I think he's saying that almost in a reflective type way. Like he said, when you listen to the interview, he's saying Eminem don't come down here. You see what I'm saying? So he's almost placing that that kind of a out like I've heard this from other people in their areas when it's not really a resentful thing. It's letting people know that he's talking from a people's champ type of thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so Eminem is like the the big. You ain't the from big the champ. trenches. Yeah, exactly. Not anymore. Like me exactly. or with me, and you yeah. don't come back, and you never were. I respect yeah. you, but yeah. This is and this is what these everyday and I, and the way I look at it is the same way people who don't even listen to rap music look at rap music when they hear rap music. Rap music don't speak to their experience. You see what I'm saying? So I don't expect. I'm not trying to pull you in. You see what I'm saying? I understand because like I tell people, you know, even when I do music or I look at music, I like like I told you, I got a certain audience that I know is my audience. If anybody outside of my audience comes along, I'm always like okay. And when you know that, okay, I'm dealing with this college educated, I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with that. But it's not that they don't listen to hood stuff too, because they do. They're the number ones who buy. Like the suburban kids pretty much buy most of the gangster rap music. They're the ones who buying it. If a gangster rap dude become famous, or I hate to use that word, but street rap dude become famous, it's usually because a bunch of suburban white kids bought it, right? That's who's streaming all this stuff. They're doing, they're doing a hundred times more of that than what we're talking about in Detroit, right? So they use it as escapism. That's a whole different conversation whereas these folks this is just kind of like you're speaking to me in the language i understand you know i get this i when you tell me that you was at the light and them dudes were finna hit you up and stuff like that but you made it you made it some girl coming and start singing they're like oh yeah boy man i felt that i felt that but if you get in there i didn't seen dudes like in the and down like down south where a dude is spitting lyrical and they don't like that. They're like, oh, that's that New York stuff. That's a New York stuff. That's New York stuff. They don't even want to try it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a challenge to who they are. You know what I'm saying? It reminds them that, hey, bro, you don't read a lot. Hey, bro, you don't. <laughs> you may yeah. not be able to read it. I, mean, I hate to be this way, but it's the truth. You know, and like, and if so, somebody sitting up here talking about yeah. flipping heavy lines or something like that, talking about some Icarus and all this other stuff, they're like, what? I don't. What is that? What's an Icarus? You know what I'm saying? So you like you sound a bit like yeah, things can you know things tend to get too lyrical for a stereotypical street dude. Yeah, so, so you gotta I do you gotta do point. reaches like uh like you know, the, they try to cancel you. But, cancel cancer. Yeah, I don't know what code. That but I don't even smoke that bag. But so like you know so that's what I'm saying. But you know what though, you know? I, I totally agree with what you're saying. But um, I don't think it's that as much. As it's the fact that Asada Baby doesn't feel like Eminem represents his people yeah. or comes from where he comes from. I, that's it. I because think it's people champ thing. Because yeah. it's a people's champ thing. Because, yes, I agree with you that the more lyrical you go, the more you or the less you will appeal to the masses. Yeah. The more, the, the smarter you are musically or the or at least the more lyrical you are musically the more experimental you are musically you're gonna lose the masses yeah and your fan base is gonna shrink yep that's just the way it is it may sound fucked up i don't mean for it to sound like a diss against anybody well but i'm that's gonna tell just you the way that classical like like they always tell classical composers they play millions of notes for three people exactly a pop guy plays three notes for millions of people that's a great that's, the, that's just the way it goes so there there's that so I, when when you say that i agree with it 
But he did name Big Sean, and Big Sean ain't no slouch lyrically. He ain't no Eminem, but Big Sean is an official MC. That yes. boy is an MC. That boy, boy. can spit. So that's a boy. I feel like I feel like if Eminem rapped the same way, but was but was black and was from his hood, and he saw Eminem in the hood, I think then then he would put Eminem on that list. Yeah. So I think the content and the type of music that Eminem makes does play a factor it in does. him not putting Eminem on that list. But what makes even more of a factor is Eminem isn't a person he can relate to or a and, person that he can relate to. And that's it. It's the relatability. Because if Eminem was black and in his hood. Yeah. And he actually had. He like, might relate, throw Eminem and, on that list. And his, his subject matter would be relatable at that point, too. Because actually, he would actually be saying things from an angle at which. You feel a me? black angle, a blacker angle. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Well, yeah, because Eminem really, he has the luxury of not really having an angle. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? He gets to rap about rapping because rapping is rapping. Right, and that's rapping, and so basically, <laughs> so he actually gets to do that, and occasionally he'll do the, these higher subject matters, uh, like maybe well, he's talking about addiction or he's talking about something, but he's talking about it from a some kind of a overarching thing that is supposed to be an everybody song, or I'm the underdog, like Cinderella Man, or. Venom that Venom soundtrack and it's just like these little underdog songs and it's like I'm the underdog you know and it, which is really just uh, lose yourself in the mood music part three mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so it's like he'll do that type of stuff and that they don't quite you know that ain't that thing you know what I'm saying like whereas if somebody started talking about like really like some some I came from the bottom because when you look at E40 in the bay. And people Eminem like that. was black and from his hood with the same type of lyrical ability. He'd be on that list. I don't think he not with the same type of lyrical ability. I think so. I don't think so because Big Sean actually talks about some stuff. Some he stuff put Big Sean on that list. But and, look and at Big stuff, Sean is an MC. But he's an MC. But he talks about stuff that's more like, relatable. That relatable. Like if he talked about that, you could be black as you want to be and talk about that shit that Eminem talking about. Ain't nobody finna listen to you in the hood. Mm-hmm. Not for real. For True. real. True. Only people gonna listen to you in the hood are the lyrical heads. And those guys are going to be over there with the Caucasians and everybody else because they're going to be over there listening because a lot of them are coll- collegiate guys or guys who took the daggum hip hop to another level. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? They did went on and kept going down the rabbit hole. The people who are just there going to listen to rap music right now till they get saved enough in church and say, oh, that was my bad years, baby. I was out there listening to Booty Shake break down, you know, bust it wide open. Right. You know, and then like, you know, ooh, booty, booty, break it wide open. And then like, you know, five years later, I only listen to jazz now. I'm saved. Right. I listen to Kirk Franklin or whoever who's putting his shoe on his wife when you, we ain't looking, but, you know, he's doing gospel music. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that Sada Baby is, is racist. I'm not saying that at oh, all. Oh, no, no. I, I don't think so. I, I, just, that, I, just, I just think that like at the end of the day, I just think just that, about relatability it's relatability because like i said I, I think it ain't even a fact i like a, a white dude it's that about, lived in the hood it's about common man and relatability exactly because a white dude that lived in the hood that has simplistic lyrics like that and there's some of those guys up there and they know these guys and they listen to these guys more than eminem see what i'm saying right there's a there are guys like that i can't name them but some up because I, I know in the midwest there's a bunch of those like eyeball dudes that be doing those type of songs and they fucks with them you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, they not, they're not going to mess with Lemonium because he's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's not. He doesn't do that type of stuff. He does a particular type of music. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And it's like for a particular segment of the population. And that's who else with it. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to look at people like even Isham. You feel me? Yeah. Like he has a particular audience up there. 
and this generation they probably ain't messing with it you know when he was hot and stuff like that i'm gonna say a lot of the hood wasn't too tough messing with it you you had like again you had a certain segment of the population that that was entertaining to them and they they got it you know what i'm saying whereas you know where you got a churched up hood that even though they're murdering each other they're praying hard they can't do that you know what i'm saying their mind is not gonna go that far you know what i'm saying even though he's making metaphors by something else uh, i feel what you're saying you feel I me mean? you can't do that so it's, it's it's just one of them type of things so, so that's that's your rebuttal to what i said you're basically saying Esham is a black guy yep. from the hood, but his content is still too far beyond for people to be able to relate to. For a, a good number of people. Not great everybody. Number. Yeah, great, great number of people. And but he still did well okay. in certain hood because you always gonna have those people. There are people in the hood that do both, but when you just talking about your average, average, like, cause they you know, as much as they wouldn't want to admit it, they listen to a lot of other stuff too, but they don't just put it out there. Like what their everyday is gonna be Blade Icewood. Their everyday is gonna be whoever the Dez Loaf or whatever. That's you know binary shit. You know when you go ask somebody, what you what's your favorite rapper? Somebody gonna throw out Tupac. Somebody gonna throw out Biggie. Somebody gonna throw out. It's just that binary stuff. And then you got your little local favorites. You know what I'm saying? Where if you got a well, scene, I wouldn't say binary. You know, I wouldn't say that. I would say well, I mean, they're more great. relatable. It's, re- it's more relatable, but they're great. I mean, they're great. It's like basically, that's without thinking. That's the people who are not music heads. Mm-hmm. We're talking about some just normal, just everyday. Because think about it, E40 and them that made a career off these people in their world. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They made a career off. in California and Texas and places like that. They make careers off these folks because they pretty much make relatable music that fits their environment. You feel me? And they go platinum, they go gold. He's got that music by mail situation that was going to the jails. You feel me? He's he's doing all of that type of stuff that a lot of folks don't get. Whereas a lyrical technician is like, well, they won't listen to me. Well, I'm like, well, your audience is different. You see what I'm saying? It's like battle rap, even. Like when we talk about battle rap, there's a certain segment of population that listens or watches battle rap. Feel me? And that universe is not as big. As the as the uh, population that listens to dance or street dance, you feel me? I mean, I feel what you're saying. It's to me, this is like a very tricky conversation to have. It, it's very, um, I don't know, it, it because it's like on one hand, you can be too experimental and too lyrical for the masses to fuck with you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Then on the other hand, you can be, you may not look the part. You know, there's there's a lot of reasons why the masses or fans in general can find a reason not to fuck with you. They could say you they could say you're too lyrical, you're too experimental, you're too white, you're not us. It's so many can ways I, can I example? that fans can find ways not to listen to somebody. It, and I don't I don't know. It's like Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's 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 I haven't really quite wrapped my mind around it. Can, 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 uh, other than the fact, other than the fact that I feel like people want to live vicariously through their heroes. Yeah, that's basically it, and they want they want their voice to live, be heard and too. they want their voice to be heard. So you can't get that from somebody you don't relate to, or somebody who doesn't relate to you, and somebody that you can't see yourself in. So Sada Baby can't see himself in Eminem. Eminem is other to him. Mm-hmm. I think he respects Eminem lyrically. I think he really 
knows that Eminem is an MC. Cause see, yeah. but Eminem is a white boy from the trailer park, from the other side of the tracks, and he's other to Sada Baby. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't represent. He doesn't speak for. He doesn't look like. He doesn't act like anything that Sada Baby is used to. And I think Sada Baby represents a large chunk of. What would you call it? Black America, black hip hop. Well, I, I, I'm going to say masses. What label will we put? What is well, what is Sada Baby? The inner city. What is what is well, Sada Baby? Well, basically that's represent? it. It's like it's it's that impoverished. It's like there's a there you know because hip hop was always a voice for the voiceless. And so Sada Baby would fall into the it, voiceless category. It, it, exactly. Because when you think about it, when we're talking about voices, I I didn't hear my voice for well, I heard little snippets of it here and there with Ultra Magnetic and people like that. For years and Ramos Z and all these other folks, they would come up and they would come up to the microphone because it was the carrying nation carrying on. Because I was like, wait a minute, you just acting like black people are one thing. Like we don't pay attention. Like we just don't create shit. Like we're just not marvelous at creating these different textures and sounds. And we're just not like the Afrofuturism. I wasn't seeing it right. De La Soul came along and put it all together and just said, here it is. See what I'm saying? They said, there it go. And then I said, "There go my voice. There he is. You know, there, he's doing it. So that's it. You're like, a champion. You want exactly, somebody exactly. to champion he's, exactly. you. He's somebody my, to exactly. Exactly. The you. guys who actually sit down, like these, these are the guys who think beyond that, and they challenge and they push these waves forward. And when you look back, they're like, "But what about all these other? Oh yeah, these other guys were dope. I liked them. I mean, that that was cool. Was, I had champions on the other end too. But at the same time, these guys became my super champions because they spoke my voice." As clearly And the example I was going to give People don't want to admit this But I know Because I know how much They also liked De La Soul And they was inspired by Tribe Outcast. When Outcast first came out They were not liked They were not liked in the South They were not liked in the South And people like Somebody will probably jump on this show Like what are you talking about I liked Outcast from day one I'm like you're a liar You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Because these guys got Yes they booed them Because the New York dudes Was at that awards Right but they've also gotten booed. I'm, in t- I'm talking about back in the day, like the, the early days when they started out with players ball and stuff. Like, man, they, it was it was give and go there for a minute. That became a hit. You see what I'm saying? I was, I was, I was. And, okay. And, and no, no. In the beginning, people didn't know what to do with them because they didn't sound like everybody else. They were rapping all kind of fast. They were like, you know what I'm saying? They had their own unique style and people didn't really know how to take it. Cause they they were t- they were rapping all they were like oh these dudes trying to sound like E40 I don't know what they doing ah, da, 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 da. Ah, it ain't they ball MJG ain't you can you know what I'm saying so I got to hear that but from see, some southern folk okay you, and but see they were being experimental they were pushing that envelope even though they weren't even being they were still talking hood shit I didn't experience that until they um, until Andre started wearing leisure suits and colorful hats and well see that's like, why on, on the southern playlist Cadillac funky music album. I like felt him. like everybody was fucking with him. Not in the beginning. But when AT Aliens came out, that's when it became a polarizing situation. I'm gonna tell you, you're younger than you're, you're younger than your brother, and me and your brother about the same age. I can tell you in the beginning they weren't fucking with him. Okay. I can honestly tell you that. It's like they had to bust that door wide open for organized noise and the goody mob to get off and start that Afrofuturism and take that shit, that funky shit to the next level. Because black folks weren't really fucking with it. I'm, let's even take it to you further. George Clinton When they did Maggot Brain Black folks Weren't fucking with it 
it was too rock and roll. Of course not. Maggot Maggot Brain, their first album was too rock and roll. They had to come back, and I let my black friends that are rockheads, like people like me, who like. Um, we like Maggot Brain, and we like he's like, a rockhead, huh? Yeah, motherfuckers rock. on them rock. He's on that motherfucking rock. He's a rockhead in this batch. But my thing is, um, I like Maggot Brain, and I like uh, there were several other albums that they, but that was it was just too much rock and roll for them. They had to come back and do Mothership Connects. They had to do these other albums that was brought it back that R and B feel, that funk, that that what we know is funk now. You see what I'm saying? They had to come in and do that because that was the beauty of people like Rick James. Rick James was tying in that R&B because he comes from a rock band too. But he, this is just dude's just a musician, and he knew how to actually sit down and just tie it all together. When I was a young boy living in the ghetto, you know, he started. He started saying, okay, they want me to be melodic. They want to dance. They want to do all this other stuff. Let me give them what they want. Well, but I'm going to you know, go back to that outcast thing because I have to I have to take your word for it because you're bro, older than me. I'm telling you. And I would have to defer to you on that situation. Yeah. But from my experience, outcast was, outcast was loved. It, but as soon as, as AT Aliens hit. came out, as soon as AT Aliens came out, that's when niggas was like, I can't fuck with them no more because they're getting too weird and too experimental for me. And Southern playlisted Cadillac funky music, they loved it. And they were still an experimental group then. Niggas was fuck from my experience. But see, that's my the, circle. I'm that, talking about my circle. I was about to say, my they, circle yeah, was fucking with Outkast when they first came. Because out. and y'all young. But the yeah, second cause, album, because the older brothers and shit put them on it. The second see album, niggas was still fucking with the second album. Mm-hmm. But that's when niggas started to pull back. Like, man, Andre is weird. These niggas got aliens and niggas wearing funny clothes and shit. You see what I'm trying to tell you? So the you, second you, album was when I started noticing people pulling back from Outkast mm-hmm. a little bit. But they, they, were, they were hesitant in the beginning. Then their older brothers and shit broke the path and started listening to it. The younger brothers and shit started picking it up. Then and that, that's South, what I'm South, saying. Yeah. I never saw the hesitation. Like, oh, oh, it was hesitant. I saw the hesitation in AT Aliens. I didn't see the hesitation on the first album. I, I, when I, I, Outkast I had to, first yeah. came out, all they was doing was rapping about street shit and pimping. I know, but and see, everybody I had to, was fucking with that. And I, I'm telling you, I but the had second them. albums is when they went experimental, and that's when some of the fans pulled back a little. Bit. Oh, I'm gonna tell you, even in the but begin- I have to defer to what yeah. you say because I'm younger than you, and maybe you're experiencing and you have seen something I haven't. But yeah. from my experience, it wasn't until AT Aliens when niggas started pulling back. Because there were bands like Y'all So Stupid and all these other people that came out of Atlanta at the time, and you know. You know, and this is like so when we when I'm performing out and all this other shit, and you know, you got to actually see there was a dividing line in the South, and there was a dividing line coming in hip hop culture anyway between the sound bombing sound and the radio sound, right? And all this and is coming cast, back to the side of baby. Yeah, exactly. And so basically, because what I'm Eminem, saying, he feels like Eminem don't speak for the inner city, and that's what I'm trying to say. It's like so basically, at the end of the day, these people, like when you actually. Were even slightly one way or the other, hip hop was very tribal at one time. So you either represented, you got to see what came out. Outcast didn't sound like shit that was in Atlanta at the time. Not a thing. I'm talking about this is when Kilo out. This is when all these other guys out just got like that. They, they're a breath away from Booty Shake. Baby, they, baby. Yeah. Work it on me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's that. I need your love. That shit was dope, yeah, yeah. I yeah. fucked that, with that. that. Yeah, Kilo, man. Kilo, he has. People 
people need to go look back and listen to that Kilo albums. That dude was actually doing Southern rap. Like he had songs like "She Got Me." I mean, that the- is the Kilo song, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. You got to go back and listen to uh, "She Got Me on the Pussy." That is she a got me on the pussy. That's the song. Go li- I'm on that pussy. And I'm gonna actually an ex actually put me on that song. But anyway, we'll let that go. Right, but anyway, right, like, right, right, like, right. Like, but anyway, uh, <laughs> like one of my favorite rap lines of all time on is on there. You can say I'm nasty. You can say I'm obscene. But I'd rather than a can of green beans. <laughs> I'd rather what eat pussy. What did he no, say? He said you can say I'm kilo. What did kilo And I say? quote: He said you can say I'm nasty. You can say I'm obscene. But I'd rather eat my hoe than a can of green beans. He'd rather eat his hoe. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I I'd rather eat, eat my I hoe. I will eat her. Eat her till I'm full. <laughs> like I said, that boy, that boy, that boy was wild, boy. Kilo was eat going her, in. Eat her till I'm full. Yeah. Sounds like my type then of music. Pull. Sounds yes. like some Professor I, I Nasty prof- type of shit. You need to look that up on YouTube where you go. That's that's the joint. Because I, I just heard like his major songs. I never got into his albums or anything like that's that. That's almost a New York hip-hop song. It's just got a southern dude on it. Listen to I, it. I, go, I, I when you get a chance, that. go listen. It's got that beat for the time period. That lets you see how Atlanta was a melting pot, mm-hmm. right? And because Atlanta had a whole interesting underground that we got a chance to kind of float through when we were performing out. And one thing I can honestly say is, like I said, Atlanta accepted Outkast because they were a part of them. But there were people on the peripheral that, you know, UGK had set a sound. Um, Eight Ball and MJG had set a sound, and people didn't quite know what to do with them because they sounded different. Like you gotta listen to the way they speak and how quick they speak. No, I'm talking about. Num, 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 num. No, I'm talking about. You see what I'm saying? That was different. Now that's common. Now their speak is a common speak, and a lot of people sound like them. You see what I'm saying? But at the time, that num, 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 no, I'm talking about. You know that that kind of cadence. You know that that wasn't a thing, and that kind of threw some people off. And they didn't know what to do with them. Because I'm telling you, if you was a, if you, like, they had hits. And that's what got them over. Plus, they on LaFace. LaFace was looking for bigger hits. Right? And they didn't really, you know, the rest of the album is more, very soulful. Very kind of smoke something, chill, and ride. But then you got things like Players Ball. And you know what I'm saying? And so that... You know, it didn't get the full like. I'm gonna grab this pump and I'm gonna blow your brains out. Then I'm gonna get that. It, it didn't do none of that. It was kind of a different type of vibe. So they kind of got that middling thing, but they got to stay. You know, because of LaFace, and then they came and that became a hit. It it became a it came a bigger hit than they expected. It, it was a runaway hit. You know what I'm saying? Because and they, they talk about that sometimes. They actually talk about that because mm-hmm. they came up with that. Like, cause dudes went down in the beginning, but a lot of uh, trust me, you you will never get nobody on the mic to say, "Oh no, I knew them day one." I'm like, dude, I sit there arguing with you in the parking lot, and, for the and you record, told me. And for the record, before we move on, my big brother ain't put me up on shit because when Outcast came out, I remember taking a cassette tape, yep, and listening to that shit. In my dad's truck Yeah Take it outside Go to the radio Pop it in the radio In the truck And I was bumping That Southern Playlist of Cadillac Funky Music Yeah Front to back Yeah Turn the goddamn tape over Put it back in Back to front I'm listening to that shit Yeah I ain't need nobody to say Hey little brother Listen to this shit I was yeah. with Outkast From the fucking beginning Yeah What That's the it. first album Came out in 94 Yeah Something like well, Southern Playlist no, it, it was about before 94 Um Southern, Southern Playlist Came out in 94 You stop I'm pretty sure. 
I have to look that up. Look it up. Look yeah. it up. Fact checker, nigga. I'm Southern Player List. I thought came it was out like '92 or something. Nah, Southern Player List came out in 1994. It came out after the Chronic, mm-hmm. and the Chronic came out in '93. But I wanted to move on to the Jay Z Webster Hall performance. He reopened yeah. Webster Hall. Yep. Um, during this Jay Z concert. He brings out Jim Jones, squashes the beef. He brings out Cameron, squashes the beef. I I even think he brought out Nas, right? Yes, he did. So he brought out New York. Yes. Jay Z brought out New York, and that was a good look for Jay Z. I'm trying to tell you, this dude, this dude, that was a good look to every fucking artist. Um, yeah, man. He's. I told people. I said I'm not a big dude on the whole goat thing. Um, I you know I'm I'm not. I, I just ain't But the one thing I gotta say Is this dude Is checking all the boxes He's checking He's doing that OG stuff He's doing the OG stuff That we talk about That I was telling you That I wanted to see Out of T.I. Honestly You feel me mm-hmm. I mean I wanted to see, And I and that ain't no diss to T.I. It's just like I just think T.I. Is above the fray When we were talking about it Originally I think he's actually A little bit above That situation um, When people are What you call it You know what I'm saying Right Yes, sir. Yeah, because it's yeah, 1994. Yep. Southern playlistic Cadillac funky music. Yep. Mm-hmm. It has been. But, um. And the lead single was a fucking Christmas song. Yes, and I still. That's my favorite Christmas song of all time. I know, right? I literally. You can even it hear Christmas. the sleigh bells in it. Yes, my. Which I had to go back and listen because at yep. first I didn't catch it, but yep. listening back to it, it had sleigh bells and little Christmas sounds. Man, in it. to this day, man, ain't nothing it's like that it. Southern play. Yeah, but Jay Z. Yes. Jay Z. Reopens Webster Hall, brings out Jim Jones, Cameron, Nas, dope concert. Um, I thought the shit was epic. I thought it was off the fucking chain. You were talking about him checking off all the boxes. Yeah, he checked off all the boxes. I mean, Jay Z, I love what this man's doing with his career. I love it. I mean, he's a dude that, man, you know, he was about to give it up. He he's was about done to it start. All. He's done it all. And the way he kind of got that even rebirth, retired. He's even done retired. it all. He's done it all and came back and. Yes, Kingdom Come, uh-uh, the album ain't good. He's but what what boxes did he check off? He he he's had the he's legendary, legendary album. albums. Had two to three. He had two to three albums. Hell, maybe four. He he's had the legendary albums check. He's yeah. had the 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 duds yep, check. check. He's had the number one hits back to back check. He's had the baddest chick in the game check. check. Yep. He's had his moment where he wasn't as hot. Check. check. He had his moment when he came back. Check. He had his moment when he retired. Check. What has he? He's he did everything but act. Yeah. Check. He he's everything done everything you can do as entertainment in entertainment but act. He's had high profile people direct his videos, like yep. movie directors direct yep. his videos. Yep. Check. He's spent record breaking amounts of money on videos yep. check like everything you can do statistically a businessman in music yep. and as and a businessman oh check he's done it all yep i'm the, just rap, rap, rapped with legends check then check. did it all then battle pe- he's got street cred because this motherfucker didn't battle people check then check, pin then pin pin for other ghost written jay-z uh, Sean, the only Jay-Z, thing Sean. he ain't did is act and get shot that's it Everything else you can do as a rapper He's done it He's done it And he might even be able to 
put a check in that acting category, maybe, because he was in one of those state property yeah, movies. State, yeah, state property. He made a cameo. That's maybe you want to check it. Maybe you want to uncheck it. I'm I don't scared. Know. I, I think he wants to uncheck it. I'm gonna uncheck he, it for him. Uncheck. That <laughs> shit was that shit was awkward <laughs> as a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, then he had a video with Sean Penn. And he tried to do some acting in that. Yeah. But at the end of the day. Except for acting and getting shot, yeah. Jay Z has accomplished every feat as a mogul slash rapper that you can possibly fucking check off the list. That's it. That's it. From See? from being the best lyricist in the game to being the one of the best pop hit makers in the game. Yep. Like, he's done it all. He's done it all. Mm-hmm. If if he was a plant worker, he would be that guy who would be in a plant. Who's got more seniority than everybody, and he's worked every machine, every department in that building. Yep. He's that guy. Yeah, he's that guy. He's that guy. And then put the numbers up. And he didn't put the numbers up. It's yep. like it's nothing in here I haven't done. It's nothing in here I don't know how to do. It's nothing in here I'm not great at. Yep. And I'm so good that I'm tired of being good. Yes. I don't even try anymore. Yep. My 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 bottom level attempt is pretty much your out. Is shit is your pretty best much up. your best. Yep. That's Jay Z. You gotta respect that dude, man. You got to. Yeah, and that's that's all I, I that's like I tell people. I've never seen anybody check off all the boxes like this dude. And I don't know, you know, like he even said it himself. No nigga's been good this good for this long. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like he's like, cause cause that's something we complain about with a lot of artists. But he has managed to stay somewhat relevant even when his album isn't that strong. He still does his type of music Like that last 444 He's in his art space right now So he's creating art music You feel me? So I feel, I feel like if he ever drops another album It'll be like an art album You feel me? It'll be like more art Like cause right. that's the way he does He's he's, he's in another, another space right now And even doing songs Albums with his wife and stuff They just having fun out here in these streets You know Got his own streaming yeah, service Like y'all trying to get the, the streaming number Screwing everybody over This man got his own He got his service. own streaming service yeah. Title Like Yeah He's tossing high class salad With Beyonce Yes That nigga that boy he, I don't know yes. I, I'm trying to think about something the, He hasn't the done The best croutons in the game Yeah the only thing that he hasn't done Is been shot And He hasn't been In a movie That's it Yeah No bullets no acting credentials But everything else He's done it He even stabbed a motherfucker un So he got street cred from, from putting in actual Stabbings Street cred from battling Street cred from being in the street Street cred from selling dope Like See it's like It's like this a rapper Here's the thing book. It's like a rapper starter kit That motherfuckers Want right The rapper starter kit would be Have you been shot what else would be in the rapper starter kit? Uh, the, the whole well, the street rapper is shot, uh, move weight, uh, probably affiliated with some gang or something. Yeah. Um, and that's that's your street cred kit right there. So what would be the backpack starter kit? You, you got to know how to freestyle. You, you, you got to have a lot of battles, battles. Or yeah, and, and that's what he's done. He's got legendary battles. He's got he's both starter kits. Yeah, he's got both and starter kits. Shit that ain't even come in the starter kit. Yeah, exactly. He's so, got them all. He's got yeah. he's got the battle rep and the lyric rep and the skill rep in the in the from the MC battle kit. Then from the street cred battle kit, he's got the I stabbed the nigga, I've really sold dope. Mm-hmm. From the mogul starter uh, uh, starter kit, he's got I've started businesses, I own my own label. Yep. Like he's like a hodgepodge 
amalgamation of everything that everybody wanted to be in rap. And man even did a book. He's good at all of it. Yep. Like he's the most successful rapper of all time. Yep. I mean I wouldn't say he's the most known rapper of all time. He's one of them. He's one of them. He's up there. Yep. Cause I actually think I actually think Jay Z. How can I say this? This is kind of going into a different conversation. I think Jay Z is the most successful rapper of all time, but the most popular rapper of all time would probably have to be like a Tupac or, or a Snoop Dogg. Yeah, you feel me? Because yeah. they're more like mascots of rap. Yeah. Jay Z has a better career than both of them. Yeah. Bottom line, not saying that Jay Z. The only thing get- he hasn't done is produce. Shit, he may not may not have made a beat, but from a true you know production standpoint, he's yeah. he's produced as well. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. he's done that as well. Like yeah. he may not have you no, know I say I'm just saying just getting on the boards because you got one thing Eminem has actually gotten on the boards, not that he's good at it, but he's on it. Eminem is, is not bad, man. He, he's beats. not he, he's just generic. He's kinda like very uh, generic. He's kinda like Swiss. And for beats. him, that's good. Yeah, like Swiss he's like Swiss beats with without the notoriety. <laughs> Damn. But Jay Z's done it all, man. Production credits. Music and movies. Yeah. I, I don't. It's it's nothing that he hasn't done. Oh, um, how'd you feel about the Webster? Uh, man, Webster Hall. I gotta finish. What is got, the Webster Hall? Is yeah, that Webster what they Hall. call it? Man, that's that's great stuff. The fact that he bought Cameron out for Rock Boys. Right. I'm like, man, they don't understand. And I'm like, please, please, cause that 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 last. Dipset album that they just did on a the, like Sauce Boys was good. The song was good. It was a good solid song, but the rest of the album was uninspired. You feel me? Like they're the type of guys where it's like again they need an executive producer to because Jim Jones has gotten better lyrically. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, Jim Jones is dope, man. I'm talking yeah, shit. Yeah, that yeah. nigga Jim is dope. Well, because you know in the beginning Jim it was kind of more of a personality than a lyricist. Jim Jones. Yeah. But now he's Jim gotten better. Jones. No, I think I think you could do something with Jimmy now. Yeah, Jim Jones is dope, though. I, I, I think, never was a huge Jim Jones fan, but that nigga is dope. Yeah, he didn't got better. I, I think that if you put Jim Jones and Cameron together right now, if they were both sharp and you gave them a direction, they probably could do uh, a lot more. Uh, Jewel Santana is kind of still where you left him. He's kind of like still on that kind of like almost that he's playing with words and he's kind of like you know he's setting up the he's like I'm gonna set up my arrogant punchline type thing and it's like it's not gonna be the deepest thing or the whatever thing but he was a personality too but Jones has stepped a little bit further down down the road he's got um, it more of a straight you know whether somebody's writing it or he's writing it it's like he's you know he's getting he's gotten better with it um what I liked about that concert the bits and pieces that I did see over the internet Jay-Z chose to perform some really gritty songs from his catalog. Yep. You know, like it wasn't like he you know, it wasn't all about like hard knock life or the more pop songs. Yeah. Like Jay-Z was in his Is this the one where I'm he was doing remind, B-sides? Yeah, I okay, believe so. He, yeah, he did like cuz he did all B-sides, I believe, cuz like he did like cuz 22 twos and yeah. He was rapping. He yeah. was reminding niggas this yeah. this is what I used to be. Yeah. I You know, it's crazy. It's crazy because it's like a lot of people, me included, and I don't mean this as a diss when I say it, but I feel like Jay-Z isn't on tracks 
as lyrically good as he used to be. Oh yeah, because he they moved away from that directly. And they I'm said, being real specific when I say that because mm-hmm. I don't know how Jay Z raps on his you know day to day basis. Who yeah. knows when when that man is at the house freestyling and writing lyrics, he's probably still rapping just as good as he used oh, to he, back in the day. Oh, oh it's guaranteed. He said it. I so mean, because at the end of the day, that, well, that's yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. But what I'm saying is. The music that Jay-Z puts out to the public, which I love, is not as lyrically good as a blueprint or a reasonable doubt or yeah. his early work. Well, and you know why? Um, so Jay-Z, for me, yeah. he's not as good as he used to be lyrically. He's still great, but he's not as good as he used to be lyrically. But here's the funny thing, though. You got to perform those songs every fucking night when, like, when you when you do your concerts and you perform, you have to perform those lyrical songs. So, as much as I may say that Jay Z basically don't rap as good as he used to, he can still spit twenty two twos right here, right now on any stage and body it. You know what I mean? So he gets the time travel and go back to his better self lyrically every night. And you got every time he steps on stage. So how much has he really fallen off, or is it more of a he has? I just off. don't do that anymore. Well, no, well, he explained it to you. They said that you know, they's like, if I had my way, I would rap like Common Sense, but I met, sold half a meal, so I haven't rapped like Common Sense. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, because he said lyrically, I'd be Talib Kweli. So that's because re- and reasonable doubt, because reasonable doubt was a bye bye. It was like literally, it's like I'm going to push Meek Mills now and go to be a CEO. And this is my last rap album because I've been with Jazzo. I've toured with Big Daddy Kane. Think about it. What album are you talking about? The Black Album? No, Reasonable Doubt. That was intended to be his last album. He was going to start that label, and Meek Mills was supposed to be the star. But M- Meek Mill? Who the fuck is Meek Mill? Not Meek Mills, but Memphis Bleak. Oh, Memphis Bleak. My bad. My oh, you bad. Had me, you had me thinking it was another Meek Mill back no, no, in no, no, 1994, no, no, no. 5, and 6 or no, some shit. No, no. Memphis Bleak. I'm sorry. Memphis Bleak. Yes, and so basically they had Miff Bleak pe- pegged at being the star. Yeah, and basically what occurred is, like in my lifetime, what uh, in my lifetime kicked off before we got to Dead Presidents, and uh, there was another song, feeling it, and there was another song. That, that shit was dope. All of these, there was a string of songs that just kept being a hit. The one with them on a yacht, um, and it it just kept, it just. And everything because I remember being a kid when they, you know Jay Z was on a yacht, and I grew up like Jay Z was older when I was younger. That's why I never can really put together. I'm like I was like literally a kid, kid. So I'm sitting here looking at Jay Z, and I'm like, man, this dude is that's that's Jazz O's DJ, you know? Because I know rap music, you know. I grew up with rap music like that. So I'm like, man, Jazz O DJ still rapping. And I remember when he was in the uh, there wasn't trends of culture, but I forgot the other uh, Mad Flavors. He was in the Mad Flavors video, and I really wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling that at all when he was with the Mad Flavors crew. You know what I'm saying? And that's when they were doing that. I speak it, idiot. I gig it, get it. I sing it, get it. See, jig it, jig it. I didn't like that at all. So I remember I would change channels on that video every time it came on. Um, so when he actually did that song on the yacht? I was like, okay, but he's using he's got what song jazz are you talking about um. I it's like in my lifetime I gotta see a whole lot of cash. I mean a whole lot of cash for real. In my lifetime I need okay. to see a whole lot of yeah. So a whole lot of dough. So he was really going off then. What was the name of that uh that uh, CD? Re- that's reasonable doubt. But it's just that was unreasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember that song. In my lifetime. Yep. And it's like basically that song, then feel it, then uh, what is it? Something else came out. Uh, 
anyway but those songs all came out back to back but dead prayers solidified it you know what i'm saying dead prayers just took it to the next level everybody was like what eyes opened up like paper plates when they saw her dead prayers you know what i'm saying they were like okay jay-z this this album is 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 a murderer you know what i'm saying right right and then like i tell people one of my favorite is can i live on there i still quote that one i used to play that to death you know when that dude said i'm like my goodness he just laid it out like anybody who's a writer you sit down and look at you know i'm watching every nigga watching me closely my yeah. shit is butter for the bread they want to toast me i keep my head both of them where they supposed to be because hoes can get you sidetracked and clap from close feet i don't sleep i'm tired i feel wired like codeine these days a brother gotta admire me for four feet i like i quit i like come on bro like i was saying er- earlier and this is no not this is no diss but jay-z's true quotables are from black album on back I would say Blueprint on back because I wasn't as big on the black well, album see, the as everybody is, else. I, the way I look at Jay Z is but, is is uh, yeah, reasonable like doubt. Black album Blueprint. On back, that's where black. you get his lyrical quotes. Yeah, yeah, because that's why I always tell people. Because that, but that's deliberate. Because him and Dame even talk about that. Because on the second album, only um, uh, where I'm from was like reasonable doubt. The rest of that album, I remember being disappointed when I got In My Lifetime Volume 1. I remember because at the same time, you had The Infamous coming out. So I was about to buy multiple albums that day, right? But I go in there and my buddy at the record store was like, man, just get this Infamous album. Don't ask questions. I hadn't even heard anything. To, I knew the song. I was going to get the single, right? I was getting on the order list um, for the single. And he was like, no. Volume, no body, what volume? Body. That was Volume 1. That's In My Lifetime. Volume one, lifetime. you know, with volume the, one had Marcy on it, right? Yeah, Marcy, because that was like one. one of the best, the best songs, songs on the album. Not the best. Song. It, it was the best. A song. million, a million and one questions with yeah. D, produced by DJ Premier. That was on there. That was dope. Marcy was on there, so yeah. it had some tracks. It had some tracks, but, but then you got Sunshine on that same CD. Yeah, and you belong to the city and crap like that. I like you belong to the city. That was a yeah. good. I'll right. take that. Uh, it yeah. was Poppy Jay Z, but I, yeah. I like that. But see, that's what that's what they were going for. Like Sunshine and You Belong to the City was he was bubblegum and shit out. Well, yeah, because they were like, this With is our chance. They, see, they were doing a record label thing. This is like okay, and that you album got was produced by Puffy, right? Yeah. And so they and were when like, I say produced, I mean it was directed, directed and pushed in pushed a certain in direction by, by Puffy. Puffy. Yeah. So they were trying to because it was very poppy, shiny suit. Yeah. Bubblegum poppy. It, it he, felt like a Puffy album. Yeah. He was trying to. They were trying to get him that big glow. They were trying to get him that big glow. And basically, at the end of the day, that is why. And I tell you, tell people again, you know, Jay Z went in that other direction, but then he fixed it. He fixed it all. When he got the hard knock life, he showed you how to do a respectable pop out. He kind of fixed it with volume two. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Right, when you volume, get to two, volume two, yeah, volume two, two was hard knock life. So that, right. yeah, he fixed that it. That was the CD where he was that's, leaning on that car. That's yeah. a yeah, yeah. That's a blueprint to a pop album, right. to a respectable pop album that you'll pump in the car and you'll be like, what? You feel me? Yeah, hard knock life was on that album. Uh, uh, uh money cash holes, money cash holes, and where he addressed album. me directly, where, where I was criticizing the hook on the song, but he like it was funny. I, I, I'm sitting there and like this dude was like, I was I was literally telling my friends like, man, the hook on this song is terrible. By the time I get to that part of the verse, I know a lot of niggas go criticize the hook on this song. Like I give a fuck. I'm just a crook on the song. I, said, I quit. This dude is too good. I can't fool with him. He didn't he didn't address me already. <laughs> I'm done. 
with, with three cuts in your eyebrows trying to wild, wild out. out that was on that album volume yep. two yep so shit shit started looking real good at volume two mm-hmm. volume one was a was a misstep yeah that was them trying to get that pop they was trying and then they actually solidified they, they found they self around in volume two and that really propelled him to where he became jay-z you know how matt comes through on the club That's tip it. VIP on some thug shit, some shit. Like yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a good album. Yep, that's one of my favorite Jay Z albums. Eight M, I'm in the back of the club, and I think with Volume Three, Volume Three, he solidified that he yeah. was a household name at that point. Exactly, because yeah. the first album, Reasonable Doubt, was great. But it was pretty much a New York classic that you wouldn't. Yeah, only you, heads going You probably gonna weren't going to appreciate it if you weren't a head from New York. Exactly, or just a backpack head. You know, but it was good though. Yeah. The second album, it just wasn't good. Yeah. Compared to other people, it may be good, but for Jay Z, it just wasn't it's good. A, yeah, great. Yeah, great number by Jay Z. Uh, the second album being Volume One. Yeah. The third album, Volume Two. It was starting to bubble. That was truly the blueprint for a good, strong pop album. It was. There's nothing wrong with that album. It yeah. was a good album. That was the beginning. Uh-huh. But by volume three, which was the fourth album, it was official. The South was fucking with him. Yep. The East, the West. He wasn't just that good East Coast rapper that you don't listen to. Yep. Because that's what it was. Not being from the East Coast, the perception about Jay Z early on was, man, that nigga Jay Z from the East Coast is dope, but I don't fuck with him. Yeah, that's it. Volume 3 came out It was undeniable Yep The nation was listening to Jay-Z And he was being bumped And played in every car And every radio Like he had made himself A national artist uh, A household name man. And it was led by the song Hard Knock Life Yep It's the hard knock life For us Yeah I still remember that Like It's the hard (laughs) knock life (laughs) Steady What, What steady what Steady yep. treating, steady yep. who? Instead of uh, trick, uh, kisses, we. Get, no, instead of. Uh, uh, I never understood what that shit said. I should know. Kisses, we get kissed. It's yeah. the heart. It's kisses. Is it kiss instead or of kisses? Kick? We get kicked. Okay, instead of kisses. Yeah, it's instead the of treating, instead life. of treat, treats, yeah. we get tricked. Yeah, instead of kisses, well, thank you, yeah. friend. Instead of we get tricked, instead of kisses, we, we get kicked. It's the hard knock life. We're standing on the corners, popping, yeah. dropping some of the hottest yeah. verses yeah. New York has ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Forgive me if I'm fucking his lyrics up. But yeah. yeah, that's when that album came out, it was official. Jay Z is that nigga. And when he hit the gas, he ain't never let up since. That's it. That's it. He ain't never let up since. And that's why I said, and so a lot of people, they would love to have that catalog. They would love to have that track record. They would love to have all of that. You know, we talk about Jay Z. Every fucking show Whether yep. we know it or not When yep. I go back And listen to the shows That we do We talk about Jay-Z Every fucking show Yes Yes Especially uh, him stabbing on it's, it's on every show <laughs> You can check, <laughs> check it in there uh, It's even on shows That y'all Like older shows That I like If Jay ever see us He'll be like Hey man Y'all need to knock it off You know I be talking To the Sean Carter boys Y'all need to knock it off To my man Big Pun Get out of line And get stabbed Like an un <laughs> What <laughs> Shout out to Chino XL That's a Chino line <laughs> Shit Sway and Tech Freestyle <laughs> Oh shit Punking <laughs> out of line and get stabbed like you un. Which I've heard some people say Jay Z didn't stab the motherfucker, yeah. but he just took the blame for he it. I don't fucking know. That, I don't true? even know. I, it's, you it's, heard that, that though. I've heard that, and and you know, shoot, shoot, Fat Joe and Puns was chasing Jay Z around a daggum couch, 
We yeah. talk about Fat Joe yeah, like, a lot on this yeah, show. Yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, play, you know, you know, Joey Cartagena, you know, he got to give me credit, man. I, I I put him on my hardest, on my hard dude list, man. So you know, he's on my real dude list. He found that shit funny, huh? Yeah, get still out of line it, and get stabbed like you un. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Had you heard that Chino Excel yeah. bar before? Yeah, uh, uh-uh. uh. Or I, I don't did, recall. I probably heard it, but I didn't remember. But you just brought it to my attention. I'm like, man, un. I'm just like, that's one dude that people just was at. I feel sorry for that dude in a way because he's like so many dudes was at this dude. Like, what did you ever Didn't do? Did he get stabbed by somebody else? Yes. <laughs> he's been stabbed multiple times. He's a pin cushion for these niggas. Yeah, I know. I'm like, they don't, some <laughs> you people better like, shut the fuck up for somebody else stab your ass. It's like, dude, shoot everybody else, but son, nah. <laughs> that's the that, that's the that's the noise you make when you get stabbed. On, on. You're like, hey man, you go ahead. Un stands for universally nicked. Exactly. <laughs> universally knifed. Yes, yes. <laughs> With yes, no K. Okay. You need to take the K out. Universally knifed. I was like, that's just sad, man. Cause I was like, I was dying. I was like, that dang un, man. That's dude. They, he, he's got one of them dudes that has some unfortunate grievances. He's had some of the most unfortunate grievances in the history of hip hop. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm just like I, And I never understood it I was like Everybody talking about It's like Oh it was a money shit what, What's his name Un Rivera Yeah He was the The, the CEO uh, of uh, Un Records Entertainment Yeah Entertainment yep. Yeah Now how did he spell his name Was it UN Or was U-N? it something Un Un Make him say That's what he said When he got stabbed That's what I'm like Damn these two They was avoiding The murder one charge I'm Speaking Speaking of people Getting fucked up What I want to talk about Now to close the show out is Bum B. Oh yeah. Bum B has a new album out with Static Selector called The Static Talk or uh a uh, Trill Static. Trill Static. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'd be a good a good album. Static Talk. Maybe that could be the next album. Yes. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta pay me, you can have that one for free. But um Trill Static is an album by Bum B and Static Selector is making the beats. I don't want to talk about the album in depth because I think we really need to listen to it, or at least I really need to listen to it before we can give it its proper respect. Yep. But Bumby shot a motherfucker, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's the thing, man. He shot a motherfucker named Demonte Jackson for breaks trying to break in his house, man. Demonte Jackson knocked on the goddamn door. And Bum B's him. wife answered the door thinking it was a delivery. Mm-hmm. He put the gun to Bum B's wife's head, forced his way in. She was smart enough and brave enough to direct this asshole, Demonte Jackson, to the garage and, hey, young man, take the car. There's nothing upstairs. Don't go upstairs. She does this because Bum B is upstairs. She's trying to protect her husband. Yeah. She's thinking it's a target at Bum B. Yeah. So she's like, hey, take the car. Don't go upstairs. Mm-hmm. So here's a woman that's protecting her husband. She's got a gun to her head. Yeah. This asshole, Demonte Jackson, got a gun to her motherfucking head. And she's not thinking about her own life or her own well-being. She's thinking about protecting her husband, Bum B. That's a down-ass chick. Yeah. Bum B hears the ruckus. He comes downstairs. Catches the motherfucker in the goddamn garage. They have a shootout. Bumby is good. Bumby is fine. Old boy runs away. But he takes a bullet with him. 
Bum B yeah. shot the shit out that goddamn yeah. boy. Yeah. And I'm glad he did. Yes. I wish he would have shot him in his motherfucking brain. But he shot him and, and the old boy is, was arrested. Was he arrested at the hospital? Yeah. First of all, I'm glad Bum B is alive. I'm glad his wife is safe. I'm glad that the only person who got fucked up was this, this asshole who tried to rob him. So that's a blessing. Everything turned out okay. Because... You wouldn't want another Nipsey Hustle type situation. Exactly. That'd be fucked up. But um I'll say this though. This may be fucked up for me to say. But with his new album being out, that shit's gonna raise the sales of the album. Oh, yeah. I hate to say that. Yeah, Not yeah. that he planned it that way. Yeah. Obviously he doesn't want this to happen. He wish yeah. it never happened. But a rapper shooting somebody around the time of his album being released. That's just that's serendipity. It's 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 a fucked up form. It's, it's gonna you know a serendipity. It's, it's gonna it's, help us out. Yeah, serendipity. You know. So what but, say you? Yeah, I, I think that will. But I, I I really think at the end of the day, it's unfortunate. I, it lets you know that you need to have security. Uh, a lot of people saying that this guy was trying different houses and all this other stuff and just came to Bun B in them house. I really don't even I don't even buy into that as much. I think I think at the end of the day, this dude knew what he was doing. He knew there was some money there. Cause most of the time, most robberies nowadays, even if they're kick doors, they suspect somebody keep money on them, or they think that you know what I'm saying. You know a rapper. Yeah, it ain't random. Exactly, cause somebody trying to pull an open door, kick door, and broad daylight. Why would you break in somebody's house that you, even if they got a big house, you feel me, and run the risk of getting murder charges and every goddamn thing on you? Yeah, all this took place in Houston. Yeah, what I'm saying. So, so come on, man. You tell him you don't know what the fuck Bun B is. Like this dude up here trying to basically run up in a dude's house, like thinking that this is a rapper. So he's thinking like these other. I'm shit. I'm finna get. I'm finna hit this nigga and get some big money. I'm gonna, you know, uh, hold him at gunpoint and get some big money off of him. See if he got the money at the house like a drug dealer or something normally have, like stacks of money laying around somewhere, and try to get that. That's what. I, that's what I feel like it is. And I don't think it's something like um, Like they were saying Like oh he's just out here Just trying everybody's house In the neighborhood yeah. Because if I mean because that's that's a, that's a super dummy move You know what I'm saying Especially in Houston You mess around Try everybody's house That's Texas Everybody got gun Baby got gun You know what I'm saying You know white dude Been and did that He would have Man got in his truck And run you down To shoot you down Yeah He's like I'm gonna go get that dirt Nigga. Exactly. He's like, he, and he'd have said it exactly how we said it. So that's, you know, that's the, um, that's my overall take on it. I just don't think Bun. I don't think. I think this dude really cued in on Bun B. Uh, it's one of them things where you got to kind of keep your circle tight. You don't know who know well, whatever. It's like you don't shit where you eat. You know what I'm saying, type thing. But I'm pretty sure he didn't anyway. And once somebody realized anything from the delivery man to who actually, you know, doing your dishes, do, you know, doing your, not your dishes, but doing your yard work or anything, could tell somebody that, oh, this guy live up here and he be walking around with stacks all the time or he got a new Bugatti or he got something. You feel me? And they see you with that. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that dude, that dude right there. You see what I'm saying? And he, that's Bun B. That's Bun B's house. And they think they can try him. They think they can catch him slipping. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you young little dudes, they rabbit anyway. Nowadays, they rabbit. Yeah, man. I, I they, don't know. They on that rabbit shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's, it's, this shit's just crazy as hell, man. A lot of rabbit energy out there, man. Shout out to his wife, yeah. Queenie. Yeah. Because she, she really 
handled that situation as good as any motherfucker yeah. could handle that shit. Yeah. She did a great job, man. That was she protected her man. Yep. And and I'm glad Bumby I hate he was in that situation. Yeah. But considering it happened, it turned out as good as it could. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad Bumby shot the shit out that damn man. Yeah. The only thing other than me wishing the situation didn't happen, the only other thing I wish is that he would have shot that motherfucker in the head. That may sound fucked up, but you know. Yeah, people got I know Bun tried. Yeah. I know the nigga Bun tried, but you know. I'm glad everybody's safe though. I'm yeah. glad everybody's safe, man, because we we things could have went real fucked up. Yep, things could have went real fucked up. And people got, cause they, I mean, again, we got to read. They, they, some shit got to change. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think about it. And that's a black man coming to your house doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it'd been better off if you did something else. Like, man, leave a note and say, "Hey, man, I want to be a rapper. Or, hey, I cut your grass or do some other shit like that." You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Or I got a I got an idea or something like that, and you just leave a note in the mailbox or something for some ask the man for some goddamn money on a business venture or some shit. But don't or, you know? In, in a real typed up letter with an idea or some shit. You feel me? You know, and I won't bother you again, sir. And this, that, and the third, and just go on with your life. Don't take a shot like that, but don't go up there and try to rob a motherfucker. I mean, it don't make no sense. You know what I mean? But it's like again, that's where we are right now. You took your time to drive, walk over there, or drive over there. And, and get your ass shot. Get your ass shot. That's crazy. You could have been planning on getting a goddamn job. Yeah. You when they been... got in the garage, they had a shootout. I don't know if I mentioned that before, yeah. but and got had a shootout. You know, they had a shootout in the garage. The garage that his wife, uh, Bumby's wife Queenie, led the asshole, yeah. the robber, to the garage because she didn't want him going anywhere else. Yeah. Um. And Bumby came downstairs, caught that nigga in the garage. They had a shootout, and Bumby put one in his ass. Yeah, and see that's and that's what I'm trying to tell you. Trill style, trill, trill style. But see, that's why I keep trying to tell people all the time, man. I'm gonna say this as we close out the show: robbery nowadays is not fucking worth it unless you are stealing like cyber style and you're getting a good mount per lick. Like robbery is that that white collar th- thievery. Exactly, because that that that. Nowadays everything's so fucking digital and not too many people is really carrying cash and you got a fence stolen goods and it's just the, the contact with other people is just too fucking much. And if you on that level where you're almost on that crackish level where you just catching niggas coming it's out. It's crackish. It's crackish. <laughs> it's on crack shit. It's crackish. Yeah. You're looking mighty crackish today. <laughs> exactly. That's some crackish shit, man. You're looking crackish. Yeah, like that's that's, that's it. That's that's that huh, man, I gotta they can have something. I'm gonna sell this thing. I'm like, bruh. By the time you fence these goods, you're going to get a little money, but it ain't worth the money what you did. It's like people breaking in for copper and stuff. They so desperate. They need money. They doing anything. They tearing up whole buildings to get some copper. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga, you worked that hard to get that little bit of money. You could have went and worked somewhere. Like, shit. This conversation is going in a weird direction. No, it's just telling people to stop being fucking crooks. This has been another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. And we're out. Yes. Pretty crackish right now. I think it's time to grow. Homie, you better know. You know it's time to grow. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast?